Hi, and welcome to Hearsay. I'm Diane Neal, and with me, as always, is my trusty producer, Danny. Hey, Diane. How's it going? (laughs) Hey, Danny. It's going well. I'm really excited that I'm the one that asked you that first. You did. You got to me first. I'm doing really well. I'm a little sweaty and greasy. Which is, like, probably a nice change, right? Compared to... Cold? Well, now that I think about it, I think... It's like always kind of warm in that part of the country. It is. Even in the winters, right? I'm having a very, and I'm having a very Hawaiian day. Oh. I'm having a very, I made myself tropical beverages most of the day. Right now I'm drinking a mixture of Diet Coke mixed with real cherry Coke. Nice. Because I ran out of cherry Coke. And I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm, I'm actually having a drink myself as well. Ooh, what are you having? Well, there's nothing that I like more on a Saturday night than a nice big cocktail. Yeah, but what kind of cocktail are you having? That's the question. This is actually just rum and Coke, which is kind of sad. But I have Bloody Mary mix, Zing Zang, but I don't have vodka. So it is what it is. Is that what goes in Bloody Marys? I think typically, yeah. Unless you want to do tequila, then it's a Bloody Maria. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Oh, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, do you want me to pick you up, Charlie? I'm I'm outside with the other wildlife. We've got we've got this fat cat who's just living the dream. Look Aww. at this guy. Is that hey. a yogurt mat? Hi. Hi. Ah. It's actually <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Poor, poor Charlie's just staring at himself in the in the sliding glass door. <laughs> oh, my sweet boy! What did what did um, the 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 young man that uh, that has my interest? What he he called Charlie a dreamer, and I'm like, that's Aww. the nicest way to say it. <laughs> that that's extraordinarily gentle. Of it him. is, isn't it? I'm like, that's yeah. nice. so sweet. I love it. It's true, and it's super sweet. Yeah. Can I do something really weird that I found today? Sure. So it was a big outdoor activity type day with a lot of filth and grit and dirt. And then I found randomly. So I, I quit vaping, like jewel pod vaping. Good job. I'll be specific, nicotine vaping. Um, like I'm going to say over a year ago, right? But like I'd been addicted to nicotine in some form. But like, thank you, thank you. That was actually at the worst time. Like that was, was supposed good. to happen I like a, a few it. seconds earlier, and then instead, people clapped at you being addicted I love that to you nicotine. I love that you did it. But I found it. Like, but this is the pull of nicotine. This thing, I found this thing, and it it is it had been buried in dirt. It was rusty. It was filthy. What was it? It was a jewel pod and like the, like a whole jewel. Oh my pen, gosh. Jewel like, and then the, the vape cartridge. Did you smoke and it? I, I am still so addicted to nicotine. It's been over a year since I quit. Wow. I pulled out the cartridge to see if it was full. It was, and I'm not going to lie. It was tempting. Yeah. I didn't no, do I anything. Well, I think we were just talking last podcast about, I was telling you how I quit. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but it's oh, no, not, you didn't, you didn't actually tell me how did, no? how did you quit? No. Oh, well I didn't quite 100% quit. 
So that's kind of like the caveat there, you know, but I, I would consider myself to be not addicted anymore. However, this last weekend I did smoke cigarettes and then not only that, but I had leftover cigarettes and I smoked one cigarette this week. Did you really? Yeah. It happens. It happens. But you know what? I will, I'll definitely say like, I'm not, I'm not the kind of person where I have to smoke and I'm not the kind of person where I see a cigarette and I'm just like, Oh my God. Obviously like, look, I found like an encrusted, like buried treasure version of a jewel pot. And I'm like, "Mm," I actually thought like (laughs) we we have different addiction, serious like issues. This is why I'm really glad. Like I never got addicted to anything else. Like, and I never, never really did drugs or drank or anything like that. If I, cause if I, if I had like a, like a lot, Oh man, what a problem. Yeah. Just based on no, like the stuff Same. you do. I don't know if you've ever had those moments like when you're looking for like you quit <laughs> the amount of times I've quit smoke. I had quit smoking cigarettes and then you like break them apart and then wet them and then throw them in the garbage. And like I've like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> pulled them out of the garbage and like I need to bake them to like dry them out. And like <laughs> Stuff that you do. <laughs> or you just end up buying another pack needlessly. And you're needlessly, like, damn it. Right. Like, right. I'm just. Like I'm spending more money quitting smoking than smoking. Than smoke, but but like you know the thing that gets me the most is like the thing that helps me the most is like they want you to be addicted. Oh yeah, they want it so badly, yeah. and I'm like I don't want to help them. Like I feel like they're the man. Yeah. So the okay, ultimate man. I don't know if this is true or not. Tell but me. Before I quit smoke, yeah. Before I like mostly quit smoking. Um, I used to smoke like Marlboros. I think I smoked camels for a while. Then I smoked Marlboros Mm -hmm. and all of that was, I felt like it was very addicting. And then one of the things that I did is I switched to American spirits. Mostly, I think just because they were kind of like cool. And then I liked that they were like organic. And then I think they're like more natural. And I was like, yeah, they're probably, I know that they're still bad for your health, but I'm going to do that. After I started, it was actually pretty hard to switch to American spirits. Like it did not satisfy my Didn't take addiction, right away. Yeah. but eventually I got switched over and then it was fine. Apparently, I don't know where I heard this from, but apparently in the more highly processed types of cigarettes, they'll add like additional additives, additive, and, additives. and things like sh- sugars. Yeah. So like. But like the goal is to allow your body to absorb more nicotine from them than yes. it would if it was just like natural tobacco wow. versus American spirits supposedly don't do that. And so I think one of the reasons why it was easier for me to quit is because I was just coming from American spirits, not from like the crazy. So you were just addicted to the nicotine, let alone not all the other things that exacerbated. Yeah. Yeah. Like not the thousands of other additives that they have. I mean, they're cigarettes. both still full of literally hundreds of carcinogens like it oh, doesn't yeah. matter like which ones still, i don't know that it's necessarily better for your health but i hypothesize maybe it made it easier for me to quit i you know what who cares even if, if real or placebo it doesn't matter if you're less addicted you're less addicted the result works i'm happy with that it's true by the way i said it before you do you look so pretty today oh thank like, you. you really do i'm, I'm I actually- like Full of bug bites and just forget them. They're like all over my face. And not the cute kind of bug bites. This isn't like a mosquito bite. This is like a tropical spider sat on my face and like bit me and then laid eggs in it. I'm like, I don't see any pus coming out of it yet. So, so oh, it's good. oh, it's it's gonna happen. Like look look at the hair. 
Oh, wow. And, like, this whole situation. You know what? Honestly, I can barely tell because you're a big grainy. Like, <laughs> my internet must not be very good because I'm not getting a very high quality image. Or maybe I'm sitting outside. Oh. So. I got so. Belve is so funny. Belve loves it out here. By the way, we are going to go to the detour and do some news in a second. Yeah. And then and then we're going to have the interview, which isn't really the interview. It's just going to be you and me talking about things that yeah. are not going to get us in trouble. Hopefully. Yeah. You um, have a tendency to like go onto topics that probably aren't a good idea for us to talk about. You know, and like like we were talking about earlier, I'm so usually okay with that. But at the moment, I need like a conflict-free environment. I need like a very easy, easy life. And so like funny stories that I don't care about telling that don't bother me. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed by, but then I realized, oh, other people were there and they probably don't want me to tell that story. Right. And yeah. they might, they might beat me up like they did when I was a kid. I'm not going to say who it might be. <laughs> Maybe a sibling of some sort, an older sibling. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, or, or in my case, a, uh, Potential clients. Yes, potential client. By the way, we're going to have to have my sister on someday. It might just be like an interview of like fighting for an hour, but Ooh, people might enjoy that. That would be riveting. It, it'll, do you, it'll do be you wear boxing gloves? Um, we should. <laughs> you should because because there's a lot of open handed slaps. There's a lot or, of a lot of me at least playing one of those Chris Rock. Hands. Yeah, I'm playing Chris <laughs> Rock, and I'm not going to say who is playing will smith but it's not you it's not me so by process of elimination that is correct it's velvis and what it's velvis and i'm like (laughs) one of my siblings is dead so there's the process of elimination Uh it's winnowed down even further no no it's um yeah i'm sure i caused most of it i don't i'm just gonna let me you know what let's just i'll stop talking about it right now because why we're we're doing it again we're doing it again Oh, did you see what just happened, Diane? No, what happened? We just went to uncharted territory again. Where we drank at the same time. Oh, you know what? Volume has dropped out again. I have no idea what the hell, man. Uh oh. Do you have to be like right up in that mic? I think I have to be right up in the mic. You have to eat the mic. Eat the mic. Eat the mic, Danny. Eat it. Maybe if I were your older sibling, that's something I would say. Eat it, Danny. Put it in your mouth. Eat <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe not that. I'm going to make you eat dog food. <laughs> they did make me eat dog food when I was a kid. My cousin, my, like, there it is. I'm starting it again. Um, I'm just saying maybe there were some older cousins and siblings and there were some younger ones. And I may be part of the younger batch and the older ones maybe made us eat grandma's german shepherd's dog food yeah how was it did it taste all right you know what's really weird is i ate it simultaneously while chewing dentine gum like like cinnamon dentine gum oh and oh, that sounds almonds. awful yeah no it turned into a paste in my mouth of such epic disgustingness <laughs> that to this day if i see dentine gum i start dry heaving like i kid you not oh. like i'm like halt i can't yeah. even control it i'm like halt halt yeah no, I mean, like, the dog food alone is bad enough. But if you yeah. add, like, the chewy... But I think it's, never... like, an eight-year-old to me that I'm, like, maybe it'll cut it'll cut some of the dog food f- flavor if I'm chewing right. dentine. It seemed, yeah. like a, it seemed like a, you know, for an eight-year-old, like, the really good mm-hmm. idea at the time. Eight-year-old logic. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's bulletproof. The almonds, I'm not really sure why they were involved, but they. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to you got to look after your health, too. Yeah, dude, nuts are good for you, man. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody eat the nuts and dog foods and tentine. Right. That is, by the way, the grossest meal of all time. It's kind of like, okay, I've, I've thought about this. This is the kind of thing I think about all the time. The grossest thing that you can eat before going to bed to wake up with the raunchiest smelling breath of all time is Doritos of any kind okay. and a glass of milk. Oh yeah. Eat that, drink the glass of milk, wake up and it's seriously, it's a weapon. Just like, like a glass of milk alone. I don't trust and not milk. brushing your teeth and going to I mm-hmm. like milk. Do you not like milk? Oh, I hate milk. Oh my God. My, I have like a gallon of milk in the fridge and I will wow. chug it by like the end of the week, which is, mm. is like, I'm not going to say what day it is, but it's very soon. You chug milk. I friggin like love milk. dairy milk. Yes. Like whole dairy milk. What? Yeah, man. Wow. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I'm a, I'm a milk hater. Yeah. There are a lot of those. Do you like any kind of milk? Like almond uh, milk or totally do not mind plant milks love me some plant milks of okay. basically any kind although like i have my preferences um but yeah dairy milk something about dairy milk just has always grossed me out since i was a little kid do you know what i really like i have to say oatly oatly's yeah oatly's awesome oatly's delicious. i love homemade oat milk homemade oat milk to me is like top quality like top is that notch, something i could do with delicious. like a vitamix Oh yeah, actually that'd be perfect. All you need to do is add a cup of oats and then yeah. like a quart of water. Yeah. And just blend it for 60 seconds. Just blend it. Just blend and then it. just strain it. That's you it? Yourself, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And it's so like it's kind of has like a sweet it doesn't taste like cow's milk. Maybe like no, a little bit. No, but it's bit. like it's a, like a delicious creamy. filling. I love oats. Like I like oats just to begin with. Did you know yeah, Arizona no, oats and Dozy and Little Amsy Divey and a Kiddly Divey too? <laughs> What? Wouldn't you? <laughs> so I throw that out there. No idea what that was, but yeah, just throw that out there. Did you just so that's a, a nod language? to Nora. Yeah, it was weird, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> goats and dozy goats and lambsy divy, a kiddly divy too, wouldn't you? Oh, hulu. Yeah, so, I don't know what it was, but I love it. You don't have to. Do you yeah. have Do you have Irish in your or Scottish in your ancestry? Um, you know, I was married to the Irishman for a very like you know a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He was the only one in, in, in America. Jesus, it's a lot of exposure to Irish. Um, yeah, you do no, a, a great a, Irish accent. Thanks. Just name a part of Ireland and I'll do it. It's, it's very different all over Ireland. But uh, mostly I'm Ashkenazi from Hungary. Wow. Wow. That's Hold awesome. Hold on. There's like an, an enormous, an enormous... An enormous crane, like with like a six foot wingspan, just like flew. It's like right next to me. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. Head. Sorry. So it just blew my mind. Oh, my gosh. What's it doing? That's so cool. Gabe's um, walking away now. Hey, Could you do, do a Belfast accent? Northern, Northern Ireland is really tough. It's like it's like a totally different kind of thing. It's very, very tough. Oh, wow. But, but I um, can hear it. And then you've got like the West. And then you've got like, ah. <laughs> what about London? And by London, I mean London Dairy Dairy. London Dairy? You mean London Dairy Dairy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on Google Maps London Dairy Dairy. So, London Dairy in Dairy in Ireland. Yes. 
Dairy Girls. Talking about a Dairy Girl is what you're talking about there. That's what you want. That's about uh, as good as nice. I can do. It takes a bit of time and a bit of practice, but I don't know if you can tell the difference between them. This is amazing. We got to get you cast into an Irish role. It'll be you perfect. think with the, with the red hair and stuff? No, so I'm, I'm, I'm half like English and Scottish and the other half is Ashkenazi. You know, it's funny. I was watching a, I was watching a movie. I, I wasn't really watching it. It was in the background. Somebody oh. in my household put it on. I'm not going to point fingers or anything. Let's just say it was a really terrible movie. And there was an actor in there that was attempting a Russian accent. And it made me feel was yours a lot better? better about my awful Good. Russian accent. Good. Because my, my accent was definitely, definitely like there were points in time where it was like, okay, that could be Russian. And then there were many points in time where that was. I thought yours uh, was amazing. How did we describe my race the other day? Amorphous blob. <laughs> oh no, no! You described this amorphous I described blob, it. and then and I think it's more of like literally like this is what every human will look like when we combine every skin <laughs> and face and like every feature yeah. known to man. You know what I mean? Like you're you're so, like the pretty version of like humanity in in like fifteen years. Oh, thank you. So along those lines, by the way, I was. Uh, I wanted to get your ideas. I wanted to get your perspective on a potential ad that I'm going to start running, but I didn't want to spend What's money on this ad, ad for. Is that's what I want to know for for my podcast production services? Oh, for Westbury Media. Yeah, it's just going to basically be a picture of me, and it's going yeah. to say "racially ambiguous producer" <laughs> <laughs> for hire. Do you think? Because think about it. You know, like there are plenty of people that want the cred of of working. Yeah, yeah, I'm watching the closest. Sorry about that. I totally just burped, by the way. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're all good. Oh, good. I hope nobody heard it. And then I just said it. So whatever. I didn't mean to interrupt the burp. No, I, you on. know what? I, I think I might have burped intentionally into the mic the last recording that cool. we're not releasing. That we're not, but, by the way, you can release it upon my death. Hopefully that'll be many years in the future. But Deal. Okay. Deal. And I'm only going to release it for like $2,000 per download. Cool. But yeah, racially ambiguous podcast producer. Racially amb- ambiguous <laughs> podcast producer who does not discriminate against the Karens. <laughs> Until it's the too unintentional. late. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the weirdest thing. That's one thing we talked about last time that we can't talk about this time, but I won't get into specifics. I'm just going to say... When white people try and cook ethnic food, it is never it is never about actual cultural authenticity in any way, shape, or form. It is solely about mimicking the shape of the food. The shape and color. The shape of the food. So Not like anything that's folded is a taco. <laughs> like anything that looks like that, they call right. it a taco. Right. Anything, um, yeah, a- any kind of sauce. Like, what did you find out about pace? But this was oh, yeah, just the yeah, worst yeah, thing yes. I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember Not the, the worst thing I've ever heard. I mean, like there have been bad things in the world that are worse than this, but this was this is pretty brutal. It was up there. It was up there. Like I remember when there was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna make that joke. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, we're self censoring so much today. I know, I know. because look, we're, we're doing so a good freewheeling job. the other day. By the way, speaking of freewheeling, I'm sitting <laughs> in the great outdoors, totally free, free mounting. In a in a see through white calf caftan that I got from Barney's when Barney's existed, 
And you could spend like an ungodly fortune on something like a simple white cotton caftan. <laughs> it looks amazing, though. It looks very relaxed. I, it looks like you're living your best life. I'm feeling pretty like, good out here. I mean, aside yeah. from the, the horrible spider bites on my face, because I was I was deep in some date palms. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. I think if you did an ad um, for Westbury Media, you just go podcast production, Danny. I'm amazing. <laughs> well, I, I was also thinking of saying gay podcast producer. Um, that doesn't discriminate against super gay and a mediocre producer. Do you feel super gay and mediocre production? Because I'd say you're super pro- producer and not mediocre gay. That doesn't <laughs> sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I, at times i am a mediocre game it's a gay yeah. man no it's oh, definitely... wait wait let's go straight into the wait hold on hold on dad where yeah, are we going, going? <laughs> the detour the, the detour, detour. Um, i like how whenever i say that try and say the detour really deep and not get a double chin it's really difficult. The detour. I can't. The I'm detour. just have a natural double chin these days. So that's how that's going. The detour. But okay. So Danny and I have been talking about this. Now we're on the detour. Danny and I have been talking about this because I know we've been a little, we've been playing a little free and fast and loose with the podcast because, you know, but we both really love it and we both really enjoy it and we want to actually make something of it. So we need everybody at home, like everyone that's listening, we need your help. And we think we've got some really great ideas and we don't want to be gimmicky because we like the way things are and that they're authentic, even though we're self-censoring a lot. I mean, we really, I mean, we really went free and wild when we taped this the other day. Like I told every story. We had to rein it back in. So like we're self-censoring for a reason. And then like it gave me nightmares. And then like Danny thought, and we were like, we should really. Something shouldn't be said. Something we should redo this. Mm -hmm. But um. I think it was Danny had the greatest idea of doing theme months because we have a great month coming up because it's pride. Pride. I always wanted to be one of those people in in like electronic EDM that just goes yeah, you know, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're always deceptively white. Yeah, (laughs) but. But kind of <laughs> pretending like they're not. Do you know what I mean? They're dressing oh, yeah. really, yeah. And you're oh, like, yeah. hmm. Um, yeah. So we're thinking theme, and we you had some great ideas for Pride Month, and we're thinking that we need to. I think it would be amazing if we could interview um, someone from the community that's uh, widely respected. And or highly entertaining, and, uh, and there luckily there are lots of entertaining and respected people on LGBTQ. Yeah, and some of the people that you thought about, well, we thought about. Oh yeah, the, the drag queen. Oh well, so there's Aquaria. There's Aquaria. I love me some Aquaria. There's some Monique Hart. Monique Hart would be great. She's from Kansas City. Yeah. Um, oh my, we could do that. We're gonna, you know, we're well, gonna start following. with everything going on in the economy, though. I think someone that would be great to get their perspective would be Monet Exchange. Oh, Monet Exchange. 
She that knows a lot about those exchange rates. The, the economy, if anyone hasn't been paying attention, if any of you guys out there are investors or you've invested in, in uh, Bitcoin and things like that, in crypto, everything has tanked in an epic, epic, epic sort of way. Let's, all right, so so moving on. So, all right, so I guess we're going to go from first topic, which is if anyone has any suggestions for what we do during Pride Month, please let us know. Because please let us know. We were thinking of doing yeah. like, seriously, like themes. And then, you know what? We're going to throw these up on YouTube and like, so actually film them. And we'll dress like every topic of the theme for that week. Yeah. I I'll like that idea because I like dress up. If anyone wants to see a slowly no longer young and slowly approaching middle-aged gay person wear a unicorn costume right. that is supposed to be flattering but with a beer belly it's not i'd like Just to see that let us know and i yeah. will put it on in fact even if you don't want to see it i think i'm just gonna put it on i think you should put it on i would love to see it yeah who else you know what i would who i'd love to have on is the transgender swimmer Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be fascinating. Who is um, this transgender swimmer? I'd love to get the, the head of the human rights campaign. Are you talking about Leah Thomas? Yes, Leah Thomas. Yeah. And then... The head of HRC. You know, and then uh, nothing wrong with having smaller guests, too. And not that they're necessarily small, but like two... I know two people that run a finance podcast specifically dedicated to members of the queer community and i feel really? like that would be great yeah i would love that it's called the queer money podcast oh well like that that would be spectacular and there's actually i was listening to a fascinating dude earlier today peter zahan who's a geopolitical strategist speaker and author it's worth everyone check out peter zahan really fascinating guy i was listening to talking about um basically he's a demographics expert and how demographics is destiny and uh basically what's going on with the planet can be summed up in demography yeah but yeah i don't really know what that means (laughs) if anyone so it means like uh okay I'll, i'll give you an idea so baby boomer generation in like Europe and the rest of the world, baby boomers didn't really have that many kids. They did had they had more kids here in America, but it's still like a contracting group of people, right? Mm-hmm. So and their kids are basically millennials, right? The baby boomers. So Oh this I is what baby he's boomers saying. Were this is, Gen Y parents. Like they parents. Gen, Gen I would y. even call them some of them Gen X parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd okay. call them like Gen I mean, X through Gen X, that's what I meant. I'd say like Gen, Gen Y X. is millennials, right? I'd say Gen X and millennial. Yeah, right. Gen Y is kind of millennial. So anyway, but the problem is they didn't reproduce enough to reproduce the amount of the population that exists. So like this is like right. demographics. It's a lot mm-hmm. worse in places like Europe where they really didn't have that many children. The baby boomers didn't have that many children. Mm-hmm. So you've got this aging out of the workforce of all these baby boomers. It's like the Japan problem. Right. So Japan, it's a perfect example. Nobody coming up to fill the, the, the jobs. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they're not making enough money to pay for like the social security and stuff like that, because there aren't enough of them to actually put that money in 
that the boomers are then taking out. So right. like that's demographics and how that's kind of shaping the okay. way things happen. So yeah, when that happens, then things like manufacturing contracts, right? Cause there aren't any like, like uh, in Western and like first world nations, most of the jobs aren't things like manufacturing anyway, right? They're brain power, they're service jobs, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the first thing to go are any manufacturing jobs that exist because there aren't enough people and low skilled people around that right. actually want to do those jobs. So Can I tell you something amazing though? And yeah, I don't know if me. this is a long, like, I don't know if the book that you're talking, it's a book, right? No, it's a dude. It's a, a it's dude a named dude. Peter Zayon. Uh, I, was, I was just listening to one of his talks earlier today and I was like, oh, it's okay. fascinating. So I don't know if he's talked about this, but one of the reasons why the U.S. actually isn't expected to experience a population decline over the coming decades is because there is one demographic in the U.S. that is actually expanding rapidly. Latino. That, yes, ma'am. That's right, baby. We're coming. That's We're right. Coming. That's like by 2040 will be the majority, right? That's are they ru- as, roughly estimating by 2040 will be the majority Something in the country. Like that. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. But um, in addition to that, I was going to say racially ambiguous people. (laughs) (laughs) Just get that one in there again. You're going to be king of the racially ambiguous people. It is true. Like we did talk about this. Like you could tell me like that if you told me you were part Asian, I'd be like, yeah, okay. If you told me like you were from Italy, right? Southern Italy. I'd be like, yeah, totally. Because honestly, I worked at a Chinese restaurant and every now and then I would have people ask me, if I was the son of the owner and Weird. I was like, huh, I don't feel like I look anything like him, but you know, that's really odd. Although like this racial ambiguous thing. Okay. So here, here's the kicker, right? So white people have trouble telling anyone of a different ethnicity apart, right? They're, they're terrible at it, but like black people cannot tell lots of white people apart, which is hilarious. Like it's, 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 kind happened- of, it's totally ingrained in us. Like, right. We're and, like, bad and, at, understanding other people like differences between people of different races totally but here here's the one group of people right like like the, the the amount of people who are like is that samuel l jackson or is that Lawrence fishburne you know what i mean like you're like jesus like that's terrible right but i very I've, very different very different people right but I've, I've, I've heard it and i've heard it for and you, it happens with every every group of people do you know who nobody confuses who latinos like you never oh, see like Mark Anthony and go like, yeah, that's definitely like Edward James almost. Yeah. Ever. Like it's, <laughs> it's for, and do you know what the weird thing yeah. is? Nobody, no other ethnicity. So like black people are bad at like everyone else. White people are bad at everyone else. Asians are bad at everyone. Right? Like, everyone's mm-hmm. bad at everyone mm-hmm. else, except everyone identifies Latino people for who they are. It's We're the weirdest close thing enough to white to where whites get us. We're close enough to dark, like black people and like native people to where they understand us too. I think maybe. Well, okay, and here's actually the reality is. So let's break this down a little bit. I yeah, let's that break we're having this conversation. But okay, like, like so, when Shakira and J Lo were like on stage together, no one was going like, "Who's who?" Like, right? Like, well, know, but so part of this is because um, to be a Latino does not mean that you. That's not a race. It's an ethnicity. It's true. And so it's I think that yeah. a lot of people like see it as a race. Or they'll think like Mexican. All right. So like Mexican would be a nationality. Right. Latino is an ethnicity. And then the actual race for most Latin American people 
would be um, a combination of European, which is right, white, okay, right. and Native American. Right. Although, because like of the history of the Americas and how all that crazy went down, um, yeah, it's like which you, is not well for the indigenous people, right? So, like, <laughs> like most Mexican people are Aztec and Spanish, like a combination right. of those two races, and then most uh, Mesoamerican like, is like Maya. Yeah, Maya would be like towards the like Yucatan Peninsula and Guatemala and mm-hmm. um for someone like me like on my mom's side our family actually like as far back on the native side as we can trace it yeah like which we don't really know what tribes we might have come from but it's like in the New Mexico region right Ooh, on a Saudi territory yeah, Pueblo. Yeah, Pueblo Energy. Indian territory. Like that's like that, yeah, this we don't the really coolest. know what my you know. I could probably look into it more, but um, do you know what would be fascinating? Like you know, there have been huge. So so my my mom, she was a professor, but she was also like a, a really fancy genealogist. Fancy by I me, mean, like she writes books about it and stuff like that. Ooh. And um, and like for the Mormon Church and all like, and so they've done huge projects on like. Black census, black genealogy, Jewish genealogy, white gen- like, but no one. I don't think anyone's ever done like an indigenous people's genealogy project. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. No. And and it's very like even within indigenous people like of the Americas, like it's very diverse. Um, oh. And it's like oh, there's so many differences in culture. It goes from like and- Inuit to the Inca. Like right. It's, yeah. It's. It's as diverse as anything in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's super. Yeah. So, but, but I do find it interesting. Like, okay. So in the U S as a Mexican American person that like, when I'm filling out the paperwork, it's always like, what race are you? And then afterwards it's like, what ethnicity are you? And then under the ethnicity section, it's always like Hispanic, non-Hispanic. Right. Hispanic, non-Hispanic or non-white Hispanic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I'm always like, huh. So they're like, okay, so it's just like, it's really interesting, the classification systems, but I, I always find it interesting and like, not to be disrespectful to any um, tribes or anything, but if you're not tribally affiliated, it can be like really, we've seen two people that are tribally affiliated to be really negative to actually claim to be na- Native American. Um, and I agree with that because Native American people have it so hard in so many ways. And yeah. like what has, what is happening on reservations across the U.S. and the lack of funding. Just the and, fact that anyone's on a reservation to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Just like from that it's sentence crazy. on. Like nothing, nothing good. But at the same time, I do just want to say it's kind of weird when you're in that position and then like on the race thing like there's nothing for me to check there no <laughs> you know there really I mean? isn't, like right? i literally i'm like so i i check white sometimes or i check other and i i think i might have checked native american sometimes because i assume that's where my brown came from yeah not that i have a lot of brown but you know like yeah i don't no, really know what to do it would have been from those. like pueblo culture if, if they'd been in like the arizona region or a couple hundred years at least that you know of then it's it's definitely pueblo culture like that's just kind of awesome that's why honestly like i really just want like i want to start a public campaign to add an extra box to the race section named brown really 
Yeah. You know what I would love? I would love it if it just or, like everyone. Sorry. <laughs> or, yeah, or what? Or racially ambiguous. Racially ambiguous hero. <laughs> just put racially ambiguous hero. I I just want one that says human. Like that's always like when everyone like anytime like I'm asked to talk and they're like, what do you identify? Because everyone wants these identifiers and I'm like, honestly, just human. I feel kind of like everything else. Sometimes I feel more like a dude. Sometimes I feel like a chick. Sometimes I feel like a lady. Sometimes like, you know, like Oh yeah. Sometimes I feel like everything, but I definitely feel human most of the time. Usually I feel human. Yeah, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like a monster. You know what we haven't talked about, which has been all over the news, but since we ditched a couple weeks because we're naughty, we have not talked about the Supreme, the SCOTUS Supreme Court leak. Alito's bat chisel, loco, insane, hardcore. And let me, let me say this. Let me just like, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Fuller is like, well, you're Mormon. First of all, why were you talking about smoking? Mormons aren't perfect. Second of all, when it comes to things like abortion, people don't realize this. Mormons are actually, it's actually doctrine that for rape, incest, health of the mother, life of the mother, but health of the mother also includes mental health. It's not just physical health. It's also mm. your mental health. Interesting. And when I was campaigning and stuff, because there were lots of, you know, abortion's one of those issues that you can't, if someone is for it or against it, you can't really change their mind. And, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this. I'm not a big fan of abortion as like a form of birth control, because I think there are better forms of birth control out there oh, yeah. that work better and they're less invasive, things mm-hmm. like that, that you should take advantage of before you, you know, just getting an abortion every couple of weeks just to take care. You know, like, I don't think anyone's into that, like, to be honest. Right. But, I think like the the chances of that, or, like the statistics of that actually happening, is very, very, very. Yeah, very, nobody really does that. But like most people fraud. are against abortion as like a form of birth control. People right. are people are a form of and like, they're generally traumatic for women too. Yeah, even if you're are, like it's totally never like a positive life experience. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's never it's never like a really good time when you have to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Like things aren't going really you know well, no matter what it is. Like. It's 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 a very difficult and hard choice. And the thing is, when I talk to people who are hyper religious, so when I was running for Congress, I would say, and they were like, you know, Jesus says it's murder and this, and this, and that. And I'm like, okay, what's the point of life? Break it down for me religiously, because almost every Christian religion believes the point of life comes down to this one thing: free agency. Life, this life, is about making your own choices. And when, and this is actually what happened, right? Like before the world was, you go back, there's a big fight between Lucifer and Jesus in heaven, right? Before anyone comes to the planet. And this whole fight in heaven is because Lucifer, Satan is like, you know what, God, I'm going to make everyone do the right thing. I'm going to make everyone do the right thing and everyone will come back and return to you. Jesus was like, you know what, God, I'm going to let everyone have their free will because it's all about what you want. And that way people can be, you know, however you see it, like whether it's a test or a journey or this or that, that part's debatable depending on the religion, but it all comes down to free will. And if you are really, truly Christian, you do not take away the free will of other people because you're forcing Mm -hmm. and imposing upon them strictures that literally take away their agency 
to make decisions. Right. And if that is what the entirety of this life experience is about, why we are on the planet, then you should be okay with letting other people, even if you think it's a mistake, mm-hmm. you should go ahead and make that mistake. Yeah. You know, and, I, and like I, at the, at the most basic, it, it just drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, obviously I can't get pregnant and I know this only because I've been trying for years, but good, um, <laughs> you know what? But I'm so proud of you and your persistence. It's like, it's what is going to happen one day? I'm going to be Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that random movie from the nineties that traumatized oh, me. I have to should say this. I'm not saying that I think abortion is a mistake. I'm just saying like, even at the most Christian, like if you were right. like a super Christian, the Christian thing to do is let other people exercise their free agency and their free will. And if that includes something that you consider a mistake, you should let them do it. Right. And like, like, I don't know what my choice would be if I were ever in that situation, but Dude, I know I, that I, I wouldn't want to force whatever my choice would be on other people. Right. You know? Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know what I would do in that, but thank God, thank God I've never been in that position. Mm-hmm. But if, if I was, I'd like to think there were options. Right. And I'd like to think people wouldn't be like throwing things at me if I was going into a clinic to get information and hear about those options. I'd also like to think that your options aren't like keep the baby and get no welfare at all. And then on the other option, clothes hanger or something really dangerous, like old school medications that we know don't work that are like right. under the or table. Like back like, alley where people the amount die. of women that used to die before Roe v. Wade was very high because if you were in a situation where you there wasn't really much of a choice for you to keep the child or you wouldn't really be able to sustain sustain a child especially during that time it was very very stigmatized to be a single parent oh, i can't right? i honestly so, can't even imagine so it's kind of funny cuz like i the idea of wanting to go back to that period in the way that things were is just so depressing You know, it it comes from like a lack of understanding of what actually happened during that era. It's like a lack of, it's a lack of knowledge. It's a lack of empathy. It's a lack of compassion. It's Mm -hmm. a lack of, it's all these people that don't understand what it's like to be poor and have to rely on social services and things like that. And that's the thing too. All these people that want to get rid of abortion don't want to do anything about, oh, you know, early childhood education and daycare and schooling and social programs and free lunches and snap and wick. And like, they don't want to do anything about that. Once that kid is born, they're like, you're on your own fend for yeah. yourself. Yeah. One thing, one thing that I think is really interesting about the abortion debate as well, that I feel like a lot of like, I don't want to say that it's a, it's a lot of pro-life people to understand this. I think it's a lot of people on either side of the aisle. Um, like abortions are ready for in the like majority of cases are already not legal in most places, right? Yeah, they've been restricted. At the point of viability is when it can be restricted based on uh, the 1991, I think, Supreme Court ruling, Casey. Casey, yeah. And viability of a fetus is generally like, like it's kind of debatable, but I think by like 23 weeks is generally when they'll say like, yeah. It's like it can... Anything after that, like it's considered like, okay, like you're kind of like too far in for abortion to really be. And look, I've I've had. Yeah. And well, well, the the weird thing is, is that um, 
I've had people who had, this has happened to two close friends of mine. They got pregnant later in life. They're the, they were very excited about having this baby, but the fetus died in utero. And if they didn't have the abortion procedure to get the fetus out, they mm-hmm. would have died. It would have gone septic and they would have yeah. died. Yeah. And, so and that's when the thing that- it's after that stage that it happens, generally it's for health reasons, like severe, like it is a, it it's is a major, life. It's major a life or death yeah. decision. Yeah. yeah because as the Supreme Court rulings have been issued up until this point, it really only protects the right to an abortion up until that stage. So, so like, there's a lot of, I think, misinformation going around of like, oh, Obama made it to where people can be giving birth and instead of just popping the baby out, they just kill it on, a, on its way out. And I'm this like, is- that's like. That's okay. not something is, that is grounded in reality. But this is the pro- this is the problem that we we make as liberals. This is the problem we make as progressives, right? And um, and I and I and like I have a lot of friends that are conservative. I have a lot of friends that are all kinds of different things. So just understand that I'm making this judgment as someone that that loves us, right? That loves the liberal and loves the progressive. But this happened during I saw it during Hillary Clinton when she was debating Trump, and Trump said something about third trimester abortions. And she didn't say anything. We don't usually say anything as progressives and liberals because we're like, that is so stupid. It's not even worth an answer. But I was talking to other people who thought like, did you see Hillary in that thing? She pretty much validated they believe in third trimester abortions right. because she didn't say anything. So yeah. like, even though we think things are so stupid, they don't require an answer. Like, of course, nobody's for third trimester abortions. They are right. very limited. They're very, you know. For life or death situations, that's it. That's pretty much no one believes in in that as a form of birth control at all. I, I could right. pretty much blanket say that. Yeah. But because we don't answer things that we think are so stupid, it leaves the impression that, yeah, we're down with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, on one hand, you don't want to be that condescending liberal. Right. But then on the other hand, you don't realize like there's actually a lot of education that still needs to happen on these issues because the way it is framed these days is do you want to kill kill babies like literally at, right when they're about to be born or are you against it? That's the right. way like pro-lifers often like to frame the argument when in, in reality, like it's it's all about that first early stage of the pregnancy and what choices you have then. Right. Before viability, like, and that's really what it is. Cause it's a lot more nuanced than that. I think if we can, as liberals start being able to answer things that we think are stupid without the eye roll, like without the condescension yeah, and just like answer them straight and go like, guess what? No, nobody believes that's a good idea. Nobody thinks that's a good idea. Nobody on the left is saying we think their trimester abortions are a good idea. They are literally an item of last resort that we want to keep legal in the case of life or death. That's right. It. Exactly. Yeah. In the case of life, life and death. So like, but you know what? I, I also think that there's a component to this entire debate where it's like, it's hard to have a debate when it's not done in good faith. And I feel like a lot of times this particular debate isn't done in good faith. Mm. Um, and one thing I wanted Jesus to say, argument comes in. Sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, one thing I was going to say real quick is like, there's been obviously like before the Supreme court, Uh, took this case up like there's been a bunch of um, laws that certain states have been making to restrict abortion rights 
And obviously with the intent of like, hey, we have a super majority in the Supreme Court now. So like. Yeah, they're doing Hopefully it. They were hoping Roe for this Wade outcome. Overturned. Right, this yeah. Mississippi case was literally made hoping it would go to the Supreme Court so that but it could. Yeah. A lot of these laws like were drafted to try and seem more reasonable than they are. Like the six week thing, like, oh yeah, you can get an abortion up to six weeks. Well, the problem with that is at the same time, access to abortion will be so limited that waiting times will be so long oh yeah that, and, and that can, six weeks is gonna get, come and go real fast yeah like you don't know that you're pregnant generally until right. like around five and six weeks on the early side so then and then you have to like try and get into a clinic that day you know so it's like a six Dude, week you can't even get into like a dmv that fast do you right. know what i mean like it's and like, especially it's not... when the state is defunding everything right so it's and like, especially when there are all these other requirements like you have to have like Three appointments first before you can get the actual abortion because you have to go and you have right. to, you have to talk to counselor and, to, and right mm-hmm. and do all this other stuff. So it's like they try and make it seem as though, oh, well, we're just looking out for the welfare of the, you know, this and that. But in reality, and it, it's nothing new and they've been doing it for years and years and years and years where it's like, no, it's putting like restrictions in place that seem reasonable on paper. But when you actually think about them are very, very pretty much at it at this stage, they're bans, you know? It, yeah. No, they're so re- they're so, so prohibitive that they're essentially bans. They're effectively yeah. they've ended effectively it. Effectively bans, yeah. Yeah, effectively like ended it. And then and then this, I mean, we're going to be like the only first world nation that has like a ban on abortion. It is it's it's absolutely ludicrous. There's I mean, you know what we should do? Start like I can't believe an abortion tourism business. Like we should hook up with some Canadian friends, you know, or people in Mexico. <laughs> well, I that's mean, the other thing is I've heard that there are states are starting to draft laws that if you travel to get an abortion somewhere, you can still would be penalized. Be, yeah. And and it would be actually I, I don't remember, I'd have to look into this more, but I wanna say that it was something along the lines of like being charged with a crime where you can be in prison no. for a very long time. Being charged with like murder and manslaughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you travel to states like New York, if it's not like a full nationwide federal ban, if yeah. but you know what? Exactly. People need to understand that voting is incredibly important. So in the upcoming elections, if we get a Republican House and a Republican Senate. Especially if we get someone Republican in the white, you know what I mean, in 2024 in the White House, that's it. They're going to make a legislative, full on nationwide federal ban, federal ban yeah. against abortion, and that'll be the end. Yep. And yeah, and so think about that. If you. And it doesn't stop there. Like, this is like. But who's going to turn? Like, are the doctors going to turn in people like, well, she was pregnant and now she's not? You know what I mean? People aren't going to go to their doctor anymore when they find out they're pregnant. People aren't going to want to buy pregnancy tests. There's mm-hmm. going to be no prenatal care because people aren't going to want to know because if they're going to, if they find out and then that information is transmitted and, and this is what I don't understand. These are these people that fight against big government, big, go- what bigger government is there? Mm-hmm. Like what bigger government is there than, than literally sitting in your doctor's office, totally freaked out that big brother, that the government is going to find out that you have a certain health issue, which happens to be being pregnant and whether that information is going to send you to jail for the rest of your life if you do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And and like I said, like this is, this should be, I think, the harbinger of insight into what's in store for us in the future if we do not course correct. 
because this is just one of many issues that I think the Supreme Court is going to eventually end up oh. hearing. Oh, they're so, like, so excited because this opens the door. This is, this is probably where mm-hmm. you're going with this. Oh, yeah. This opens the door for all the other things, right? Loving, oh, yeah. gay marriage, all other rights to privacy, which is basically what Roe versus Wade and Casey fell under. Same with contraception. I mean, can you imagine not being able to get contraception? Right. Not only that, like, you know what's something that's really, really interesting about the United States? And I was telling some people about this when I went to Istanbul because a lot of people asked me, they were like, hey, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that you're a homo slash queer type person and (laughs) you're in this like very like Muslim majority, like dictator-ish type country. Like, weren't you scared to be there? And like, in a lot of ways, don't get me wrong, like every country has its risk when you travel to it. Um, but right. it's I interesting feel like Turkey, Turkey. And like, some, like Alabama might be around the same amount of level. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, Turkey had like um, same sex relations in Turkey was legal since I, I want to say it's the year 1858. Yeah. 1858. No, no, no. But For- when was it fully on a federal level, like across the entire country legal in the United States? Oh, what? 2015? Uh, it's actually not. Really? It was 2002. Where the last like sodomy laws? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was a a case in Texas where uh, basically people were getting tried for sodomy in 2002 and it reached up to the Supreme Court and it was the Supreme Court that decided that, hey, maybe what people do in their bedrooms, as long as it's not harming other people, uh, is should be between them. It's between two consenting adults then it's not this government's business. But even something like that is now back up for, I mean, Roe v. Wade is 1970s, right? So like- 73, yeah. Yeah, so if that's on the chopping block, something that happened 30 years later, it's totally up for debate again. So that's the thing. That's like like we were talking about. I'm like, get married before, because I don't know, I think if you're grandfathered in, they're going to have a lot of trouble saying, oh yeah, you were married, now we're going to unmarry you. Like, it's going to be a lot harder. I think they're going to be able to stop new marriages, kind of like they can stop not comparing marriage to abortion, just under, the, again, that same privacy umbrella that all yeah. the laws kind yeah. of fit under with um, We're thinking the about decisions. getting married. I mean, obviously, we're engaged, you know? Yeah. But, like, if it came down to it and we heard that it's being... Sorry, one second. Like, there's a chance like of it being eliminated? So <laughs> yeah, no, it, like, if the Supreme Court starts... Uh, taking cases that could potentially overturn that previous ruling, then we're going to probably get married like early on. Oh, Melvin. he's so funny, man. He's just like, poor, poor Charlie. Wait, this is worth saying. Charlie, Charlie's just like, just like laid up on the floor. Like someone just Aww. like, so, he Aww, just someone he's like, so cute. he's just like, I'm out. He just looks like, yeah, he looks like he was like walking and then he just decided, nah, <laughs> I'm done with walking. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. But, but yeah, you so know, that's that's like the big news in the last period of time. Yeah, the markets collapsing and things like that. This is why I'd actually markets love collapsing. to talk to this 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 dude. Yeah, the Peter Zahan. It was really fascinating because a lot of what he was talking about with the demographics and things, and just you know, 
it, a lot of it jived, like with a lot of the stuff that I've learned. So he was talking about a lot of international relations and kind of like Russia's perspective. I mean, that's the thing, like we can get into the Ukraine craziness, but like everyone keeps asking, <laughs> they're like, oh, it's great. They, we've, they've exposed the Russian military. It's crap. You know what? Putin doesn't care that the Russian military has been exposed. And, you know, we put in the front lines the conscripts and the other crap because they were expendable. Get rid of them. Who cares? You know what I mean? They're bigger, more. There's the other 90 percent of the military that's in waiting to go do what they really want, which is to, like, disrupt NATO and take over some of these supply routes and things like that. They don't care. Their new mission is just like basically. And and it's crazy, but if, if you're. If you're strategically, you bomb the crap out of all the civilian areas because then the civilians either leave, right? They're refugees. You don't have to deal with them. Or if they stay around, you consider them military combatants and exactly. you can just shoot the crap out of them. Yeah. So that's like Russia's approach is basically like uh, the general rules of war that we've, that every country. Geneva conventions do not generally, apply. Yeah. And, yeah. and don't get me wrong. Like I know. Um, I can already hear my conspiracy theory father talking in my head and it, but, and it's not a conspiracy, like, don't get me wrong. I know that the U S has broken Geneva conventions as well. Like, especially in the, oh, Iraq. Yeah, we, we tortured people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Waterboarding, you know what I mean? And that, that somehow became politicized in the U S it was like, should we follow the Geneva conventions or should we torture people? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand how, anyway. Yeah, it's it's uh, ludicrous because if you are gonna if you are gonna water, waterboard someone, make sure you use liquid death. <laughs> That's that like trendy new water brand that comes in a can instead of a uh, instead of a plastic bottle. Wait, anyway, did you see liquid death is that what yeah, you said? That was their oh, yeah, first no. commercial. It was amazing. Like their very first commercial was like. Uh, waterboarding people oh my god that's hilarious yeah. by the way i got waterboarded by playtex tampons in a commercial that i shot with them, like years before really? anyone knew what yeah and what was, was that like, experience like did you get one was, in your nose oh my god i was supposed to be walking through a waterfall and then i come out dry right so they, they <laughs> made this suit for me out of, out of lycra completely covered with it went around each finger and like this i couldn't see oh my god and then i had to like walk through the waterfall but it was pre pre like 9-11 waterboarding type thing. This was yeah. like in the late 90s. So when I walked through the waterfall with all the cloth over my face and everything, I was like, <laughs> like you feel like you're dying. And it was only like when the waterboarding stuff no. came, and like I was and I was like <laughs> and like trying to and like the it zipped up the back. Like the whole thing zipped all the way up the back, and I'm like trying to unzip it so I can breathe. And then finally, like I got a pair oh of scissors, God. and like everyone's watching this, like the entire production for, and like all the people from Playtex oh Tampons are like watching this nightmare. My. And I'm like in this full body leotard, and I mean like full body leotard, going <laughs> until I got a pair of scissors and went <laughs> and like made a hole for myself to breathe it was terrifying i thought i was gonna die in that and then and then when waterboarding happened like you know a few years later i was like oh oh yeah i know what that feels like exactly what it feels like that is horrifying you feel like you're going to die and drown when you have cloth covering your mouth and water pouring into it especially at waterfall volume it was so much like water my (laughs) That is ins- 
insane. It was awful. I and cannot I was, like, not believe that I was happened. Like, <laughs> like, uh, and they thought I was like such a pussy because I couldn't walk through this water in this like with my yeah. head covered in cloth. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, I'm like, you guys, somebody else try this to understand what it feels like. And nobody would they're like, uh, I think you're exaggerating. Like they just thought I was being a dramatic actress. And I was like, yeah. at the time, I was just like, a dramatic model. And I'm she's like, only no, from no, no. why is she so high maintenance? When the waterfall, water, waterfall hits, kind of breathe. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that seems unlikely. Did you, have, like, did you have a redemption moment moment when waterboarding became like a political debate did you have like a redemption moment where you were like see there's at least 50 percent of people that believe that this is torture and yeah 100 of international like age like i don't know international organizations that are concerned about torture no they believe it and so it had any of them been present at that studio that we were filming that playtex commercial with that giant indoor waterfall that they built they would have known Diane, you're being tortured by latex tampons. <laughs> it was the oh worst. Gosh. I remember at some point that day, like crying and on the phone to Marcus, who's my boyfriend, I'm going, there's no amount of money worth this. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you have lived through it all, Diane. It's the weirdest being waterboard. Yeah. It also, was like, I was I, thinking, I was thinking we should rebrand the podcast to the marvelous oh, yeah? mind of Diane Neal. The marvelous mind that of Diane Neal. No. She's just crazy. Your, your mind, like you just got so much in there. Like it's just there's a lot in there. I'm not just, sure a lot of it's marvelous, but there's definitely a lot in there. But thank you. It's uh it's definitely take it highly entertaining. Take it it is a compliment. It's a Thanks, it's man. a big compliment. I'm just like most people. Okay, for me, sometimes I I struggle to have anything at all in my mind. That's so not true. There are times. By the way, where That's I've a just, gift. If you can actually zone out, if you can literally zone out, that is a gift. See, I like that. I like what you're doing. I'm trying to draw. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would it would have comedic value. Okay. By the way, we're gonna we're gonna get these. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get we're gonna get all kinds of amazing LGBTQ guests for Pride Month. Yes. We're gonna do it. I'm putting this out in the universe after Pride Month. I think we should do because I, you know what? I'm going to call it. I have never liked July. Just not my favorite month. Not into it. Wow. Don't get it. Not a lot of fun. As a cancer, I'm definitely taking this personally. Is that okay? So when's your birthday? July 21st. Oh, so wait, is that the last day of cancer or the first day of? I think it's the last day of cancer. So I think I'm like the most. Yeah, like they say, like the further into the sign you are, the more of that the sign more you, you are. are of that. Yeah, and not okay, only so that, but then my moon sign is Cancer as well. Ooh, you're all Cancer. So like the, super the Cancer, the the gentleman caller is a Cancer. I did learn that he's he's June twenty third. The gentleman caller. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, he's June twenty third. Oh, I like nice. you, Cancer. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yes. Yeah, so the 23rd, I think, is the last Cancer Day. Okay, I apologize yeah. for not liking the month of your birthday month. Yeah, it's just... and also your uh, new boy toy's birth month as well. Well, he, he's, he's going to hear this. He's in June. Oh, you said he's June gonna... 23rd? Yeah, he's June 23rd, but oh. he's a Cancer. Oh, okay. I thought you said I July 23rd. Up. I didn't know what it was. No, he's yeah. a Cancer. So you're okay with the, the month of the summer solstice, the longest day of the year? 
but July you have a problem with? I know, isn't it weird? I'm not saying I have a problem with it. It's just my least favorite. It's like, <laughs> it's like. I'm just giving like, shit. Like Wednesdays. I've never been a fan of a Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like Wednesdays Tuesdays, are... I have a real penchant for Tuesdays. Love a Tuesday. Really? Love a Thursday. I'm not a fan of Wednesdays. It's really weird. Um, months, like August, eh, I'm not that, I'm like, eh, I'm not sold on August either. But like, I love October. I love November. October is amazing. October, October is, is one of the best amazing, months. right? Like the weather is always just like where you want it to be. I Okay. You know, I found, I actually yeah. really like April and May these days. Yeah. Because right? I like, used to I'm, I'm, hate it when I lived in, in New Mexico, especially Southern New Mexico. I don't know about, but like in the springtime you get, have you ever seen that scene in the mummy where it's yes. just like this massive dust storm Yeah, and you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's coming sky you. and then brown. It's, yeah. Just yeah. like, it looks like what Republicans think those like, what are the caravans from Mexico look like? Oh, that's like right. Because there's so much dust because there's just that brown. many people in the caravan that are coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so kicking up dirt. <laughs> that's what spring was for me most of my life. Here in Colorado, it is still windy, but it's not all windy. And they have these things called plants that grow here. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this color, but it's kind of like a mix between like blue and yellow. They call it green. Um, gotcha. That's the color of these plants. And no. it's just, it's, it's beautiful. And they like, come out of the ground and like out of the branches. Yeah. And like, like instead of there being just dirt on the ground, there's these things called plants. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's this amazing. Is madness. You're yeah. talking crazy talk here. <laughs> no, but like okay. in reality, there's like flower. I, I like, I like, do you know what I suggest? I suggest then, then I take it back July. You should pick the theme for July. And I'm going to pick the theme for... I thought, we, I thought we were doing Pride for July. Is that not the theme? No, isn't June Pride Month? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Which one of us is gay, Danny? <laughs> like you said, I'm a mediocre gay. <laughs> mediocre. I love Pride Month. Mediocre. So, okay, so then you pick the theme for July. And then I'll pick the theme uh, maybe from... Because I would love like... There were a bunch of people like I'd love my professor from Harvard. And I, I'm going to call it the end of the world month. And like, we'll just get people where like that all the doomsday scenarios, like we'll just okay. do the whole month of like, cause I love, it's fascinating to me. It's all fascinating, mm-hmm. but yeah. So you get to think about the theme for okay. Julio. Yeah. Yeah. I like July more when you say it like that. Julio. Julio. Is Julio. that? Yeah. That's July in Spanish, huh? It is. I'm also a mediocre Latino. <laughs> But I try and say it with the accent because I feel like if I don't, I don't know. It feels dirty. Like I gotta say it at least. You feel like you're, you're like, yeah, you're betraying your people. Yeah. I don't really speak Spanish. Like obviously not well enough to realize right off the bat that Julio is July. I speak terrible Spanish. I speak that kind of Spanish like Donde esta Virginia? El biblioteca. <laughs> Did you know that the state of Virginia was named after Queen Elizabeth the First? The Virgin Queen, yeah. yeah, Virginia. That is so interesting. It's fascinating, right? Because she's a virgin. She was a virgin. I mean, she really wasn't. She had a lot of lovers, but yeah. But you like, wonder how many abortions paper. like Queen Elizabeth had. 
you know what? Let's probably at least a few. Possibly. Yeah. I, I mean, don't see her in prison. She was. She had a lot of lovers, and unless she, she was naturally infertile, how did she they did not have a lot of children? I'm sure they Zero. had their means of of contraception during those days. Um, they t- had really weird things. That's where like um, lambskin condoms and yeah, lambskin. Putting a lemon in your wang if you had access to lemons. A lemon. Lemon. That sounds like it would burn. By the way, that's not me peeing. That's a fountain that just started. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was just sitting here peeing on like the Chase Lounge? Just like. <laughs> you know what? We got to do sometime. We got to. This is a this is a um, task for me. I got to compare our conversations at the end of the podcast Compared to the, the ones beginning. at the beginning. Because I feel like at the beginning of the podcast, we're like very like buttoned up and professional. And then by the end, we're just like. Just let it go. Just let sounds it, like it me letting it go sitting out here. Inside. Not even like thinking about a neighbor. I'm like in this completely see-through situation. Just like. <laughs> it looks like very. Said, it looks very opaque from here. It is not. It's not. I'm glad it looks that way. It appears that way. It's really. It's really. It's not. It's like a, it's kind of egregious that I'm outside like this, but that's all right. And do you know? What I'm, by the way, you know what I'm going to do an ad for when we're done with this, what? and everyone can just hear me now because it's an extra ad for it. I'm going to do an ad for the comedy special because yeah. it is the extended length version coming out on Amazon Prime. Super fun. Which get it now. I watched this special. Do you want to know my opinion on it? it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This it was actually really good, and I'm not just saying that. I know that sounded. I like that you're surprised, but it was actually not. You know, no, no. Honestly, but for real, like I was. um, I've never seen your comedy before, and I know just from talking to you, like off the cuff, you're hilarious, which is why I was like Diane. You need to do a podcast because like your personality is just like awesome. But, um, but yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Like I don't really watch that much stand up, but it was a really good set. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like people need to watch it. I, I hope they watch it. I've been working on like the next one. So if this one goes well, I'll film another one and then they're, they'll keep being more. Hey, but, when are yeah. we going to hang out? We have to hang out for real. For real. Yeah. I'm getting a new camera. And oh, that's right. You were You're talking about how you want to up camera. your social media game. And I feel like yep. one of the best things you could do, especially for Instagram, is like you got to have like awesome quality photos, right? You know, it's really hard though. Like I have to say, I'm so self conscious being overweight that like I, I hate doing like photos and pictures because I'm like, look at that. That fat amorphous blob that's pale with bug bites on her face I, like, why is she coming at me you know what i will also say is honestly okay you are one of the people that i look up to the most in so many ways and you have so many things about you that are amazing and um i feel like people are really really drawn to confidence and even though i know that you're open and honest about how you help you have like self you're self-conscious in a lot of ways, but at the same time, 
like it's your confidence and your like just willingness to be like totally alive in your own skin that people are drawn to. And I think we should take some photos of you where you are just openly, happily living in your own skin. Like Lizzo in a damn bikini. Have you seen yeah. her? Do you follow Lizzo? I love Lizzo. Yes. This. And she is Except beautiful. She is beautiful. Like, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Lizzo is you, beautiful. Do you know what it is? No, she's, she's awesome. But the thing is, Lizzo's always been Lizzo. So to go from being like a model to then li- white Lizzo, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like, not musically, because I just don't have the gift. But you know, like, <laughs> but I got the thighs. Know. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, being Lizzo is not an easy thing to do. Like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> oh my god, some of her outfits. I'm like, I would die for them. I would die for them. Like, you, every actor secretly fantasizes about being a musician because you can just wear whatever the hell you want. Like, that's mm-hmm. like that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, it's really at the end of the day, all you want is to be able to wear whatever you want. Right. Yeah, yeah, and actors can't, musicians but, totally can't. Like Diane, personally, it is of my opinion that you are 100% gorgeous, that you are amazing in every single way, and I think that we need to document your amazingness. You know, I, I have to say, and I, and I hate it. that like anyone else influences this thing, but I think I was beaten down for a really long time and really made to feel unattractive and and... And just with and around people that made me feel so hideous and ugly that I just wanted to hide. Yeah. And I have to say, I have shout out to Nubo, who is so lovely and so nice and makes me feel such like a pretty lady. And it is the nicest feeling in the world. I actually forget what I look like when Good. I'm around him. Like Good. it's the nicest. Like I just feel Can like, we, do you want to do something fun today, Diane? Yeah. What are we going to do? Can we let's cause we're, we're a little bit over an hour, Uh-oh. but do you want to do a bonus episode <gasps> and talk about exactly what we're talking about right now? And I, yeah. I want to have it. The topic will be shame because oh my God, I have so much shame. Yeah. And I want to like, I want to break this down because I've been starting to, Uh, think about shame lately and i realized that shame is actually the number one challenge that i've had in my entire life oh my god especially it's like a as a as a a, like as a queer person as a yeah i was about to say it's like a gay man like that's like Mm -hmm. so let's you want to do it yeah let's talk about shame all right okay about i have i have so and like and then there's different kinds of shame because you probably have a bit of catholic shame i've got mormon shame and jewish shame and all kinds of other shame so many types of shame yeah, and I've got um and I and shame. just to be like I just want to say it before we even get to that shame is a form of abuse. It is and it is poison. It's one of it's actually I think it's the worst form of abuse that isn't physical or sexual. Like the worst form of like emotional abuse that someone can oh, endure. It's shame. Yeah, and oftentimes we endure you... it from not just like other individuals but from like societies. And groups. So, and do you know what it it really results in? This is this is the thing. It makes you feel shame. Makes you feel less than. And when you feel less than, you hesitate. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like hesitate in life. You don't Mm -hmm. go for that 
promotion. Do you know what I mean? Because you yeah. feel less than. You don't oh, yeah. go for the, you know, it you don't affects go for that every aspect of your life. Person that you're into. Your yeah, you don't go for that degree. You don't go for anything because you feel mm-hmm. less than mm-hmm. and you feel less than because of the shame. Yeah. You're right. It's 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 absolutely the most vicious kind of abuse. Vicious on top of physical or and just from like a uh perspective of looking at the overall impact of shame on a given society, it's highly unproductive. It's like probably the least productive. Oh, it probably costs us billions of dollars a year. If you're a cat, this is what I always like think of, like I think of too, right? So like when we were talking about the abortion um, debate, and, and I think if you are, if you are operating as Christ would, if you want to be a Christian, Christ gave everyone the option to make their own decision, whether it was good or bad, because he wasn't doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, but the interesting thing, too, Christ didn't operate in shame. If you were going to be super religious as well, shaming people for any kind of difference mm-hmm. would be antithetical Completely. to your religion. Yeah. 100%. The problem is like people view it as such and like the, totally outside the concept of religion. Like, like you would think that a guy like you, that's a millennial, that this generation, that you shouldn't have shame about being gay, but you probably like, tell me about your experience. Can we break this off for the bonus show? Oh God. Yeah. Sorry. I thought we no, were no, no. doing this bonus is show. totally good, but I'm going to let's, shall we just close out and then start the bonus show right after? Yeah, we should, we should do, we should absolutely do that. Cause I do want to answer that question really bad. So All if right. anyone is interested in hearing the bonus show, I'll just say right now that I'm up, that I'm going to upload it um, to Westbury media separate. And from do, the podcast do you know what I just feed? got to, and we can talk about this later, but I just got approved for Twitter, the account where you can have like, it's like Patreon, but on Twitter, oh, yay. where you can do all that bonus stuff and people can oh. become members. Okay, perfect. Let's so upload do, it there. Well, we can do it on Western so, Media too. We can, but like, I was very excited about that. I finally no, let's do it on yours. Like, oh, yay. Yeah. Become a member to Diane's uh, Twitter. What do they call it? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Like Twitter like, plus. Just, let's put this one on Westbury Media. I'll figure out the Twitter thing later. But, you right. know. We'll, we'll upload it to both. So, yes. oh, excuse me. I may All have right. Booked. So thank you, Danny. Thank you. We're going to, we're going to, thank you for listening, everyone, today. And uh, I'm sorry you didn't get our juicy stories from the episode that we're not <laughs> going to air until our death. But, you know. <laughs> but you will get the bonus episode about Shane. But you will get the bonus episode about shame. And I'm sure a lot of you guys feel shame. You know what? And and this is one thing I want to remind me to talk. Let's talk about this too. Because I want to hear at some point. This is actually something we should come up with a list of questions that we always want to ask every guest. But like things they feel shame about. Like so many of my friends feel shame about the way they parent. About being mothers. Mm -hmm. I mean like it is just. It is. It's just epic. It's epic. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a plague of shame. <laughs> All right. Well, um, everyone Damn, on the, on the plague shame. It's a purgatory. <laughs> oh my God. Everyone get out of here. Go oh, run. We're getting shame. Um, it's a purgatory. Plague of shame. Oh my God. Get your plague mask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, run. Uh, shame. Also, so, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say, did you know, Diane, 
that uh, I feel like you're the only person I could have ever done a podcast with where I would actually be on the podcast because that's not really? typically me. <laughs> you're so entertaining and interesting. Oh, oh, no, for real. I'm not the only one that thinks that. I like, like, seriously, everyone that listens, like, oh my gosh, Danny's amazing. Yeah, oh. you're, you're, you're. I'm really glad. I'm really glad I'm the only person then because you're really good at it. But I think you should not just limit yourself to me because I think you should be shared. <laughs> like, I, and I really want like a, a Westbury Media to grow. By the way, I'm going to say that out loud. If you're interested in doing a podcast, if you've got an idea you want to talk about, shoot Danny an email. I'm sure it's on the Westbury Media website. Shoot me an email. Um, and also don't forget to listen to Diane's special, which is available now, right? Yeah, I'll do some I'll Link do some your... I'm gonna do some Shazami ads that I'll do in a minute <laughs> for them. Link on your on your Instagram bio? Link on it'll be a link on my Instagram bio and I'm my webpage is gonna be up and my website's gonna be like rolling sometime in the We're near future. Website. We got that going for us. It'll be up on Amazon Prime. We got all kinds of crazy things. It's Diane Neal, stand up New Yorker. Yeah. And, uh, all right. We'll see you soon in the shame pit. We'll see you in the shame pit. (laughs) Bye, everyone.